Have you ever considered what is available to create more magic in your world? If you allowed the mysticism to come through you, imagine the vastness of opportunity you could access. Get ready to listen, share, and experience the mystery of you. Now, here are the hosts of The Mystic Margarita Show, Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening in or watching, whichever you're doing. And Margaret is here with me and I'm Marge Bowen with uh, We're Mystic Margaritas and Margaret we have an exciting topic today the topic of change and um, speaking of change there's an interesting and fun change to uh, Inspire Choices Network which is that there is an app available to download where people can listen in so easily to any of the wonderful um, broadcasts on Inspire Choices Network. So that is an exciting change that's happening. So I wanted to give everyone a heads up on that. And you and I, Margaret, are going to talk about change and the, the really interesting process that we all go through as we live this life and this life drama of ours. And uh, because, you know, the, the process is change and life offers an opportunity to really visit change and, and internalize what comes with change so that we can move forward into creating something new and that's innovation. And, um, but you know, as I find in my office, um, our mental bodies are so strong that we say oftentimes that we want to change and yet we might see some resistance to change. And so I would like to invite anybody listening to this, this broadcast today to kind of pick an area of your life where you'd like to see some change. And if once you settle on that, I want you to ask yourself three questions. And in my office, I will muscle test people for these questions. As, they ask, as I ask these questions, I will muscle test them to see what response their body and energy fields have, because we can think one way but, and, and our, our mind, our ego is really tricky, but that's why I love muscle testing because it bypasses our mental body and allows us to see what our energy is doing with respect to the question. So if you've picked your topic in your life, an area of your life that you'd like to change something, I want you to first ask the question and then really listen to your body and see if you can discover for yourself the answer. And the first question is, am I open to change? Am I open to change? The second question is, am I willing to change? I might be open to changing, but my willingness to change may not be there. So again, as you ask these questions, I want you to just notice what your body does. And if you can feel that resistance, or if you can feel the complete open openness and willingness as if your body's going forward. The third and last question that I want you to ask yourself is, can I change? Can I change? And sometimes we have lots of beliefs about our ability to change. So we really get into, Margaret, this conversation about nature and our natural willingness, our natural abilities and our natural willingness that we all innately have in this life to deal with change. 
Well, this is brilliant, Marge. I, I love those questions. And, and I think that also in that, it, you know, if we don't have someone there to muscle test for us or, or we, you know, we, we're, we need a different way of doing that, but I would include those same questions, but I'd do the simple thing of, of really bringing our attention and our awareness down out of our head and into our body and then do the same thing, ask those questions and wait for the, wait and listen for that physical response. And, you know, as, as we get more familiar with being in our body and being um, grounded and rooted, because I think this is like a, this is, I don't know if you would agree with this, but I think that, that the basis of this um, the resistance to change comes from our root chakra and it, it's it, it definitely it, or at least it has roots there because it's our primal fear of um, you know, or not trusting life that life is random somehow that life is um, you know, untrustworthy that change means that it's, it's sort of uh, up to the fates or up to um, chance, right? And so, so in order for us to really, um, really be able to even ask those questions, right, we have to, we have to be in our bodies or have, you know, be able to muscle test it and bypass that mind because the mind is going, isn't going to let us go there. <laughs> because it's like, no way, we're not going to change. It's too scary. That's right. So your advice about dropping into the body, that's, that's exactly right on. And, and that's what I mean about, about noticing if your body moves back or your body moves forward, because back might be, no, wait a minute, no. Moving forward might be, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. I think that's right. So um, our energy, everyone is capable of reading their own energy and dropping into the body is essential to do that as we've discussed. So, yeah, so, you know, we talk about change there. You're right, the root chakra, because that's fear, right? And we, we might feel not safe or not secure enough to really embrace change. And um, we might feel disempowered, too. Like, we don't have the ability. You were speaking to that as well. Um, so all of that is resistance. All of that, all of those feelings or those thoughts in our psyche about the lack of the, the inability to um, have any kind of power over change. Uh, all of that introduces interference into the mix and interference is resistance. And when I say interference, I mean interference in our energy fields. Because again, everything is frequency, everything, everything affects everything else. And so with the flow of energy and the vibration of energy, when we have thoughts and when we have um, beliefs that we can't do it or we're not capable or uh, whatever, the, whatever is in our psyches, it isn't a change that's good for me. So a lot of judgment, all of that is a resistance that disturbs the natural flow and vibration of the energy fields and further make, and makes it difficult for us. And so relaxing into our energy body, trusting our, our energy and the nature of all things, because our energy is the nature of all things. Everything is energetic. 
And so there's an intelligence in that. And I think there's also chaos, right? Chaos. When we, be, when we change, when we start recognizing that a change is coming or that I, there's a change I want to make, we are, things start changing immediately in our fields. And in our body, we start reacting to even just that intention or that realization that change is happening. And that creates chaos. But the really cool thing is that there's organization in chaos. Mm-hmm. So, we, so there's a trust we can, we can have about the process of chaos, that there really is organization in it. And we will reorganize ourselves to transform to something different. Yeah. Yes. And, and so as you were talking about, I love that you brought frequency in right away, right? Because like you said, everything is energy. And when we are uh, feeling that fear uh, or, you know, that resistance, the fear, if, if we, the fear makes us want to control our environment. It makes us want to control the change and, and a lot of times life is saying, uh, you're not going to know how this change, what's going to result from this change, but you're going to change. <laughs> and so that resistance causes us to grip. It causes us to try and hold on to things as they are. And um, I was, you know, in the, in the gene keys as I was you know, reading uh, about this, it was talking about anal retention. And I thought, you know, this is, it's, you know, I didn't really want to talk too much about anal retention, but I think it's really, it's so true. Okay. Because the first thing that happens subtly in our body when we're in fear is, is a slight or severe clenching of the the muscles around the anus and and then and that that causes our breathing to become more shallow and it causes all of these physiological changes in us and and you know i used to i used to kind of interact with my clients with with this when we were doing any energy work or body work and and i would notice you know we would come to this uh realization that there was some fear of change and i'd i'd say you know it's 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 a it's our tendency to be anal retentive i would say this to them and and i'd say and and really you know as a society and as a as people on this planet we're we're generally a bunch of tight asses (laughs) sorry for the you know but because because we you know instead of embracing even that fear Right. If we if we can relax into the fear and go, oh, okay, this is what it feels like when we're getting ready to change, and we could relax into that, then we could actually go with the flow of it and release anything that we need to release. Right. And so it's 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 like the microcosm of our body is is showing us what we do out there in the world as well, you know, and as a society and as human consciousness. <laughs> that we tend to hang on, right? Right. Well, you know, an int- another interesting fact about root chakra and this fear that is a part of that and survival that is a part of that is that the meridians that correspond with the root chakra are heart and small intestine. And heart energy, of course, is about, again, staying in touch with our heart's desires, our heartfelt whatever. So if we're 
if we're too in our psyche, right, in our in our mental body, that we've lost that connection to our heart, which you and I have talked about so so often on this because it's so key, then that might spin us further. That might keep us. That could be part of that gripping because we're playing over and over and over these thoughts of fear that are causing the body to say, whoa, I have to go into survival mode. Therefore, I've got to clench down there and clench right here and stop breathing. And, you know, adrenaline is pumping out. And, and, um, and so we have to break that cycle. And small intestine is about assimilation, assimilation of nutrients, obviously, in the body, but also assimilating our, our lessons. In other words, recognizing that we are in a loop, you know, a mental loop that's, that's feeding the fear and being able to recognize what that feels like in our body and then choosing to make some subtle change in our breath or in relaxing all aspects of self and then recognizing how I'm creating that from my mind. And then again, connecting to the heart and listening. So yeah, it's kind of cool to, to see the correspondence between heart and small intestine with, with uh, root and fear and change. Yeah, yes. And, you know, as, as we are in that state, you know, when we're in that state of gripping and resisting, it's like this enormous amount of friction is created energetically, right? And that friction can really easily translate into uh, anger and resentment. It, you know, like we can become really angry as we're resisting changes. Like it can, it can, it, it really tends to awaken the victim consciousness in us like somebody's doing this to me and it may be true that like some of the some of the changes are coming to us from the outside and so but it's the same idea of you know are we going to uh continue to resist this or, or are we going to relax into it so so I would suggest let's let's um, as we come towards our uh, first break in in our program today, that everyone who's listening take this next minute or so to uh, follow your breath in and out, and maybe take a, an intentionally deeper breath. You know, take a nice deep breath in. Hold it at the top just for a a, a moment, and then take a nice breath out, a nice relaxing breath out. And so, and see what happens. See if you come into a little bit more of a relaxed state. So you're listening to Mystic Margaritas with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, 
represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. This is Marge Bowen, and a special shout-out to Jack. Thank you, Jackie, for joining us. Um, Margaret, before we left, we were talking about anger. It was such a great conversation about anger and how we, we the fear gets covered by anger. It's just so much easier to express anger, isn't it, than fear. And anger is actually another survival emotion. It's actually, it's so useful because it's motivating. And um, you can feel, when you think about fear, you you just feel, if you just tune in, you feel the, the retraction, right? You think about anger, you just feel this, like that, right? This, this explosion of energy. So fear can be, uh, excuse me, anger can be very, um, very motivating in terms of wanting to create change. So it, it's great when it comes to that. And some of the ways we might feel that we're in chaos is that is if we are feeling anxious or nervous or um we notice a deep hidden fear or some kind of discomfort in the body. All of those things can alert us that we have moved into a little bit of chaos. So there's been some stimulation of change outside of ourselves or within ourselves. And it's time to pay attention and start understanding that for ourselves. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I made a list of uh, what I things that really can get in the way of moving the energy of change and adapting in, into that to create something different. And one of the things is a mistaken belief about our own true nature. And I think that speaks again to the trust we were talking about a little bit earlier that we may not trust that we are built. We have everything we need to live this life in a joyous way. We have everything that we need. And so all of the doubt that might come to us is something that's been created in us. We've created or society has contributed to that or our parents have contributed to that. But either way, it's embedded in our psyche and it, and it calls for uncovering that and working with it. Um, the second thing is that there is no one to help me but myself. And if I am operating from this deep belief that there's no one to help me but myself, 
then that's a lot of mental calculation, effort and striving. So that I can, I can, I might feel like the weight of the world, I am carrying the weight of the world on my shoulders. And that's a very lonely place. And you can feel the immobility of that place, right? When in fact, there's all kinds of help, not, not just from people, but from also from energies outside of ourself, right? From, um, in the in the I Ching, which is called which is the Book of Change, they refer to it as helpers. Okay, that we have helpers. So there are angels. There are there are ancestors that have passed. There are all sorts of energies that are beyond you know our life that we can actually um, ask for help. Go ahead. Do you want to comment on that before I? Yeah, I, I I really like both of those. I want to before we go too much farther because. I, it was like, uh, it sparked a couple of things. Good. The first part about the trust and, you know, or not actually trusting uh, the flow of life, right? This is, you know, this, this is going to, we're going to lead into this in the conversation later about, you know, uh, having the, the perspective or the innocence of, of the child and really um, just flowing with life. And and when when we uh, when we do trust in life, when we trust that that it will unfold in a, in a beautiful way, we we automatically um, know that second piece, which is that we are not alone, right? And 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 we come back into our innate understanding that we are all connected and and you know if we look into the eyes of a child if we if we look at um someone who is just really close to um their origins right they haven't been here on this planet for very long you can tell that they're connected and they know that they're connected to everything the light that's coming from their eyes gives you that information right and so so when we when we have that trust, then we are not afraid of being alone. And, you know, this is part of my work with, with people is really helping them to understand that piece, right? That we are always guided and we do have helpers and the angelic realm, we came in with them and we will go out with them and we walk with them. We walk with the ancestors side by side, whether we know it or not. And if we can just, if we start to even entertain that idea that we are not alone, that we have these helpers, our body, our, all of our energy bodies raise their frequency to match that. And we start to have those experiences because they can't be, um, those experiences can't be reached at the lower frequencies. We have to come into that trust in order to feel that, but it doesn't take that much to do that really. (laughs) That's right. That's exactly right. Yes. And so the third one then is the mistaken idea that all things have their origin in ideas. All things have their origin origin in ideas. And it's actually not true. 
things have their origin in emotions, in feelings, not in ideas. That's an interesting one to contemplate, I think, don't you think? It is. And, you know, it ta- it's, it's like um, what I've heard in from numerous people. I think the, you know, it's in Greg Braden's work. It's in um, Joe Dispenza's work. It's in uh, Carolyn Mace's work that, that we, that the intelligence, the true, the, the more holistic idea about our intelligence is uh, the intelligence of our emotions, right? It's the combination of our mental processes, our mental intelligence, our emotional intelligence, and our spiritual intelligence, like knowing things at a level that is beyond our mentality. Yes. And, and I think emotions, you know, um, they are our guidance system. And, and a lo- many people think that that means that our emotions are always true, which they are in terms of what we're feeling, but they're not always accurate. And, and what I mean by that is that if I, my emotions are generated by beliefs and thoughts that I'm thinking, which they are, then it's possible that my belief or thought is in error and that's creating the emotional experience I'm having. And that's a tricky thing. We have to be able to really, you know, let go of any preconceived notion about what's occurring for us so that we can quiet ourselves enough to really get honest and listen deeply in our heart space um, to recognize and identify the thoughts that might be generating those, that emotional response that's keeping us stuck in a chaotic time. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of, um, I think it's uh, uh, Esther Hicks and the Abraham channeling. Um, she always talks about, um, you know, listening to the emotional body, listening to the emotions and, and, and really making it simple for ourselves. If, if when we check in if when we're in our bodies if the emotion feels good if it is uplifting us if the message that we're receiving from that is is truly uplifting then we're probably on the right track and if it is not if it is constricting and uh making us go into fear and anger then we're having some erroneous ideas we're we're in error in our thinking. And so we, that's, that's, you know, when we should really look and feel into, okay, so what is the truth here? Why am I responding in anger or, or fear or resentment or some other emotion that doesn't feel good to us? Like, so, so it makes it a little bit, I mean, you know, it's, it's definitely an oversimplification, but it's, generally true if it feels really good we're probably on the right track if it feels really crappy we're not (laughs) absolutely and and the the reasons why we're not could be an error in our judgment or an error in our thinking or an error about our expectations but but that again that takes us back to our thinking and so it's this dance it's such an interesting dance between the emotional response and the 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 psyche Right. And it, it does require going back and forth and asking the questions. So what am I really afraid of? What, what do I think might happen 
if I embrace this change and delving in deeply to that. That's why introspection is so important for all of us. Yeah, and, and you know, one of the, the exercises that I do for myself and that I kind of, that I encourage people to do is to, when they're in fear, for, for example, or any emotion, but I'm just gonna take the fear, like that fear of change, like something has happened and you know it's gonna change, but it it's just feels really scary you don't know what the results are going to be and you're feeling that fear if you're able to come down into your body and and breathe and expand your space and allow yourself to feel the fear not try to change it not try to you know like like not using your breath to try and eliminate the fear or mask the fear but just allow it the space to be and expand your awareness what will happen is is that that it expands out into this energy that feels more like excitement and wonder and if it, even with just a couple of minutes you can move into that space and and then you are you're connected more with um, with the flow of the universe, I guess, you know, because because it's it, it you just go, okay, you expand out and you're and you connect to that. And all of a sudden, then you're excited for change. And I've heard this said before also in regards to this is that fear is excitement without the breath. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm noticing that we're we're right at the uh, time for uh, another break, and I wanted to um, remind everybody that uh, an exciting change that has happened uh, with Inspired Choices Network is that there is an app. Inspired Choices Network has its own app, and you can download that at uh, the Apple Play Store or at the Google Play Store, depending on which kind of phone you have. So it makes it so much easier for you to tune in if you're on the go and uh, listen to all of the beautiful shows on Inspired Choices Network. I'm Margaret Miller with Marge Bowen on Mystic Margaritas. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and, well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas, in this context, represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Margaret, 
Ingrid, I think that um, it's fun to think about change rather than, than change. I think that word has a charge on it for some people. And, in, and we can replace that word with another word, which, which is transformation. Because life is always transforming. Nature is always transforming. If you, if you just go out into the yard, pull a weed and see what else comes up right in that bare spot, possibly another weed. But life is always changing. It's always transforming. And so if we look at our own changes in our life, whether it's in our face right now or coming and we don't quite know when, and we think about that in terms of transformation. I think it it opens up for possibility. And before we went on break, you were talking about um, that that's what happens is that the energy as it expands, it becomes more possible, it becomes hopeful. And so it's just really about number one, identifying where is my energy, number two, knowing the things I can do that you've suggested, I've suggested to be able to honor where I am and then breathe through it or journal. I love journaling because it, it just recognizes, it takes it from here and puts it outside of my body, outside of my mind and allows me to exhaust the energy involved with that emotion, those emotions. And then breathe differently, open up to, to this transformation and, and expansion begins to happen. Yeah. Yes. And I, as you were talking about transformation, it's one of my favorite words I use it, you know, I mean, it, it really is about that. And we're always about that. And then I, I was thinking, I was thinking, okay, so then what's the difference between transformation and evolution, right? Because it's, it really is when we, that if we take it out and include all of creation, and instead of just our individual self, if we expand out and include all of the other people on the planet and include all of the, you know, the animals and plants and, and everything that exists, it's, it's that transformation is a part of this larger evolutionary process that's occurring on our planet. And, and you know, it's a kind of could be a sticky subject. And, and so I'm, I'm kind of dancing with it because, because we have a, an old idea of what evolution looks like and a, a newer idea of what evolution looks like. So I don't know if I'm like steering off onto a, a, a tangent here, but I'm, I want to bring it up uh, because it's just pressing on me right now. So, so, so there's an idea, a basic idea in uh, mainstream biology, in the, in the old view of biology that really is different from the new biology or the epigenetics or, you know, what, what is at, um, what happens when we start looking at quantum physics instead of uh, traditional physics, right? And that is like the idea the mainstream idea that the single cell, that the brain of the cell resides in the nucleus of the cell, and you know, uh, and the DNA provides the the instructions, and that's it. Okay, and it's going to fulfill those instructions. Versus the new idea that the the brain of the cell is actually in the cellular membrane and has an interface with the environment. And that says that, and I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote Richard Rudd here because it's a very 
good summary of this. And it says, in the old view, we hu humans are the victims of our selfish genes. In the new view, there are no victims, only a huge interconnected and interdependent cosmos. <laughs> I thought, whoa. And, in, and if that's true, then we're only trapped by our own thinking. Right. And That's so right. if if we don't have an optimistic view or we don't trust the trust the flow of life, then we're we're trapped in our own. We're trapped by our own thinking in that sense. <laughs> Newtonian physics leaves out the the subatomic particles, you know, the that quantum physics includes. Right. And that that recognizes that there's an electrical potential. There is so much space in things, even molecules, and that, that the vibration of the molecule creates these waves. And so we're all living in these waves of information. And indeed, our whole body, mind, spirit, or energy is, is that. It, it's waves and vibration and electrical potential. And that's what it is. And that's what we are as a living matrix. And of course, that's what the universe is as a living matrix. You, we cannot separate them. It's it's can be a challenging thing, I think, for all of us to really understand. And yet not, because here we are. And we see the change of our world occurring around us with climate change. And we are, we talk about needing to change or or die. <laughs> that really is the ultimate the ultimate quest, isn't it? Because if we don't change our habits and lower the temperature of, of, of this earth, um, ultimately that is the demise of the human species. If you wanna play it out and say, okay, if there's no change that occurs from here to there, then you know that's the end of all things for us. Or, but, and to be hopeful about it, you know, we see amazing things happening in the world that adjust. I mean, COVID, isn't that interesting that COVID, when COVID shut everything down, we saw the world change. All of a sudden, the air cleaned up where people recognized mountains in places that they live that they'd never seen before. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, parts of the ocean cleaned up. And so there, there, that was, you know, a temporary but a potential for us to recognize that it can change back. So right. yeah, it's woof. Yeah, so so I want to I want to keep going here for for just a minute because I, I think you know we can tie this in really well because when when we start to recognize that we are you know we, that we the intelligence of the universe we're always interfacing with our environment and if we interface with our environment with optimism with that trust in life with that knowing this is you know this is what mystic margaritas is about it's like let's bring this up to a higher level to a higher conversation where we're talking about uh, uh that we are in that we are guided that we are inspired that we do have this help available to us and we can trust in life and so that what 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 is in front of us right now, even if it seems dire, is this potential for us to come into that, to really reside in that innate optimism and to cooperate 
right? Because because this is what this is what it also says, right? When when I talked about that quote, it's saying that we are interconnected and that we are naturally cooperating with life towards the next evolution. And if we don't resist and we do trust, then we'll come into that. And that's what innovation is: is is you know utilizing what is already here and who we already are and cooperating with each other and in the collective consciousness to create something new, to innovate. Yes, um, adapt and innovate. And mm -hmm. that follows a pattern and a timing that creates a pattern and a timing. Yeah. And I'm really happy you brought that up about um, the positive thinking and positive beliefs, because that is huge. We all know that having negative beliefs and negative thinking, we all know the damage that that can do to the body, that there is a biochemistry and energetic effect on our bodies that can result in disease and illness. But we need to go beyond that thinking, just as you said, and take that out into the world. Because if we don't think that our own negative beliefs and negative uh, thoughts about the world, about our community, about society um, will not have an impact, it does. It very much does have an impact, even from an individual standpoint. But when we can all collectively create something different in a positive way, we move forward in unbelievable, magical ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, and then, then we are, then we, as we are able to do that, then we don't feel alone, right, right, anymore. We don't have that sense of aloneness. Like we're, we truly are all in this together. We all have our different individual um, identities. And, and it, it, this is another, this is another aspect of that. We think sometimes that if we, if we come into the collective consciousness, that we will, dis, that our individuality will disappear. And that kind of leads to uh, another, you know, um, another avenue of fear, right? That, that yeah. our individuality will disappear. But the truth of it is, is that our individuality and our particular spark, our particular individual gift, right, is the contribution to that soup. And it doesn't get lost. It gets actually um, highlighted. The, ch you know, and, 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 we see, we begin to see how our puzzle piece fits into the larger puzzle and it gets exciting to contribute. When we think about, you know, I <clears throat> this is, might be a little bit out there, but I, I think that as we move into collective consciousness and we understand that we are empathic and intuitive and, um, um, you, you know, telepathic, we're always communicating we're, and it's not just you know through body language or and words and everything it is this larger communication that's going out there we're either communicating that fear or that or that you know that negative pessimism pessimistic attitude and and contributing that to the collective consciousness or we're contributing optimism and and um 
openings and potentiality, you know, potentials for change. So, so I think that, that this, is, this is the conversation is are we going to, are we going to cooperate with life? Are we gonna cooperate with each other? Are we gonna cooperate with our own physiology that, that, that thrives in optimism, that thrives in joy, that thrives in ecstasy? Right. I mean, that's this is the truth. You you nailed it on the head. The negative thinking, the negative emotions, cause such damage to our physiology. It's what is going on with you know. It's what's going on with our sick care. It's go. It's what's going on with you know the the massive diseases in our in our world. It's because of our each of our individual negative thinking. <laughs> Wow, that's a that's a kind of big statement, <laughs> but okay. Important concept, though. We'll talk. Yeah. About, we'll talk more about choice here in just a minute. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a break now. You're listening to Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller on Inspired Choices Network. We are Mystic Margaritas, and we'll be right back. Have you ever wondered what mysticism truly is? Dancing with the mystic within you creates great opportunities that lead to magical changes. This magic is how our energy fields and intuition support us in relationships, work, finances, and well, just having fun. Mystic Margaritas is created from both of our names being Margaret, which means pearl. Our combined experience and knowledge have created pearls we would love to share with you as you navigate your life. Margaritas in this context represents the sweet and salty of life. Listen for The Mystic Margarita Show every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Mystic Margarita Show with Marge Bowen and Margaret Miller. To participate in the program, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to mysticmargaritas at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. So we've, that was a big, wow, that was a big segment we just did there, Margaret. (laughs) And I think that, you know, in all this contemplation and thinking about negativity and you know, our own individual contribution to what's happening outside of ourselves and in our world is, is a big one and can be really overwhelming. But basically, I think it comes down to one word, and that's choice. That in every single minute, whether we're in the midst of change and transforming, or we've just moved out of change because we know there's more change coming our way or existing in the world, Um, We have a choice in that moment on whether to um, whether to have a negative interpretation of that in our heart or whether to have a positive interpretation of that in our heart. And I think it's just important to realize that that matters and it matters not just to our bodies. It matters not just to those that we live around all the time, but it matters to people we don't know and to to the to the wild lives out there in the world, the nature, the animals, the, the whole of 
nature. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought nature into the conversation because that really is uh, the place for us to, uh, one of the best places for us to reconnect with our natural optimism, especially, you know, I mean, it's springtime, uh, at least in our um, neck of the woods, right? And, and, and so looking at the innovation and the, the creativity that is all around us, right? As, as things begin to um, come back to life in a new way and, um, you know, life is always showing us that creativity and that innovation. And so we can really, really just, you know, spending 10 minutes even uh, rooting yourself, grounding yourself into the earth and appreciating uh, whatever is around you. You know, if you can't, if you can't go out into, you know, the vast wilderness, I mean, there's a lot of beauty just in in a potted plant or in whatever, you know, there's, there's, you can really start to connect to that. And when we do, then we are, um, we're adding positively, even if we're not doing anything, we're adding a positive contribution. That's right. You know, it kind of makes me think of, I took a trip over the weekend and I drove from uh, Midway, Utah, down to a little town called Mesquite, Mesquite, Nevada. And so you drive from northern Utah, basically down to past, you know, Utah into Nevada to the south. And it, I love that drive because you drive through a lot of um, empty space, and there's such symbolism in that for me to be able to, to, even if I'm driving, which I was, to just observe what's around me in open fields, in mountains, in the distance, and the clouds. My favorite thing were the clouds on a drive because there's such color and shape and, and beauty and contrast in the sky. So just as you're saying, you know, just looking out your window and observing the clouds and what they're doing and what you see uh, as the color and the shape of those clouds. And so driving that kind of distance is about a four and a half hour, five hour drive um, is very therapeutic for me because it's quiet if I choose it to be quiet. And I'm observing so much of nature and there's a stillness, even though I'm driving and paying attention to the road, there's a stillness that takes place for me because I'm tuning into my surroundings rather than being so absorbed in self. Mm -hmm. So it's not hard to do that, right? You can just look out a window and say, what's out there and how do I connect with that? And what is the symbolism in that? Yeah, oh boy, this is a whole nother conversation that we can have. Yay, I'm so excited about it. And, and but what was coming up for me as, as you were describing that, what was I feeling in my body is it's, you know, a, a, a really, um, it's sometimes called a shamanic practice, but, but you, as you're connecting to those things, as you're driving by and you're connecting with, say, with the mountain, you like imagine yourself at the mountain and you are and the mountain comes it will come to you and and you can have a conversation with the mountain or a bird flies by and 
and your being goes out and becomes that bird and you're flying along as it's flying along with you. A lot of times when I do this, when I'm driving, if, if there's a bird that comes along and I, and I, uh, connect with it in that way, then it will fly alongside me for a long period of time because it, it energetically knows that we're connected. <laughs> so, I love that. Yeah. 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 And, and so, and so all of these things. Okay. So, so that leads us to the very last where we're really close to the end here, but I wanted to bring in this aspect of innocence because when we are changing in a cooperative way and we are, you know, cooperating with life and we have that optimism, then we become like a child. Mm -hmm. And, and we become playful and then life becomes playful and exciting. And then all of the changes and innovations and things that are happening become, and then the, the earth becomes our playground, right? And, the, and we are cooperating with life. And that's, I mean, what a beautiful thing. And it's, it's in every spiritual tradition that there is, you know, become as the child. That's right. right. And if you're ever around children, you, you do feel that, you know, their curiosity, they want to explore, uh, they're so open to um, new, you know, exploring new, new words or new things. And they just, yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of yeah. high fun energy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> So Christine just put in the chat, she reminded us that next week, our topic is rising above addictions and reinventing our lives. And I think this is, they're so tied in together, right? Because a lot of the energies that we're, that we're talking about um, become addictive patterns, right? When we are talking about the shadow side of, of um, you know, uh, resistance to change, <laughs> then, then, then we're gonna talk about um, rising above addiction. So I think that, that we can really easily uh, flow into that topic from here. <laughs> I think that's brilliant because I, I have heard, you know, being addicted to change, to a resistance to change. I have heard so many people say, oh, I don't like change or yeah, I don't, I don't like change. And that's a belief. Right. Right. So that'll it be is. a conversation. Ooh, well, uh, thank you all for joining us on this wild roller coaster ride that we had today. <laughs> and, uh, and we're really appreciative of your listening to Mystic Margaritas and have a beautiful, beautiful day. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Mystic Margarita Show. Marge and Margaret will return next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 12 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. Mountain, and 10 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, drink up the magic in you.